Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. If you are a regular listener here on uh, Key Radio or on the podcast at shoutsofgraceradio.com, this is Pastor Keith Radke here in the studio with Pastor Steve Pearson, both of Redemption Hill Church. And uh, actually, we're... uh, we're getting ready to break up the band. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not breaking up Shouts of Grace Radio, that's for sure. But uh, Pastor Steve, we talked about a couple episodes ago, um, Redemption Hill is is very graciously and enthusiastically supporting a church planting venture of ours uh, back in the community where we live in West Jordan. And uh, we're really excited about the partnership that we've had over the last year, but also what that partnership means for the future and I just want to say thank you for being a good friend and for being a supporting pastor uh, to me, to my family, and now to our team as we look to to launch out and to multiply the work of God that that we've been experiencing there at Redemption Hill Church. Well, we're blessed. We're blessed that you um, <clears throat> that you first heard from the Lord. You know that's that it's not something that that we had to say. Hey, you know, we're kind of thinking. I mean, you you came, and that that's always the best way when somebody comes sure. and they've personally heard from God because of their personal devotion and, and God has spoken and and then they come saying, I feel like God is saying this and and when you have something like that, that's when that that's when you pray, you get confirmation, just say, okay, let's let, let, let let's do this. You know, even yeah. though I think we've expressed several times that we're we're sad you and your your family are leaving. Um we're glad for the kingdom's sake um yes. that that it's expanding. And so we're we're venturing with you guys to make that as successful as we can and and partner with you and, and see what the Lord does. Amen. Amen. One of the things that I've learned, and, and you just hit the nail on the head, is how important it is for us to have our own personal devotional life with God, you know, personal pursuit of God, which is what we're going to talk about today. We've been doing a series on priorities. I want to kind of wrap it up today talking about how important it is for each one of us to have a pursuit of God. God is near. You know, we're told to draw near to God and God will draw near to you. God does not force himself on us. He does not make us love him. He does not make us interested in him. But there are things in our life that can only be fulfilled when we seek God and when we let God meet those needs. And I know for me, just as a pastor, you know, one of those is purpose. Like, you know, I know that I'm called to be Pastor Steve. You you know the same thing. But what does that look like? How does that actually live out? How does that unfold in my life? And and through this journey of the last year of just spending time serving in ministry with you and seeking the Lord, we just came to this conclusion that the Lord has wired me for uh, pastoring a church and for planting and starting new things. And uh, But that did not, that, that the decision did not come quickly. It did not come easily. It came because just by God's grace and, and making a little bit of a determination Lord, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to pursue getting to know you. And I, I did come to a point where I put it all on the table and said, all right, Lord, it's not mine. None of this is mine. Where I'm at right now, what what's next, where I've come from, it's it's all yours, Lord. And that was something he brought me to. Nobody could bring me to that except for God. And I could not have been brought to that 
if I had not in faith said, Lord, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to open the scriptures and spend time in prayer. I'm going to make this a priority in my life. And so we want to talk about that. And Pastor Steve, you've got some great thoughts prepared on what what it means to pursue God. You know, we there, there's there's these disciplines we talk about, right? Reading the Bible, prayer, going to church, those kind of things. But what does it really mean to pursue God, mm. to, to have a personal passion for God? Well, I think, you know, if you look at, say, like Joshua 24, verse 15, um, Joshua's standing before all of the, the elders of Israel. He's old and he's getting ready to die. And he says, look, if it seems undesirable to you, then choose to stay whom you're going to serve, right? Um, he said, then he says this at the end of verse 15. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And and I think there's, there's, a, there's something that's key in there. And that is, you know, we've been looking the last few episodes of, kind of our house, if you will, mm-hmm. serving the Lord, the priorities right. of, of, you know, raising our kids in the ways of the Lord, of marriage. But, but I think the key here is we reverse engineered this. Joshua is saying, as for me and my house, we will right. serve the Lord. It right. starts with him. And, yes. and here's the thing. I can't, I can't give what I need to give from the Lord to my kids unless I receive from the Lord. And I can't, mm-hmm. certainly can't give to my wife what I need to give to my wife within the context of marriage unless I receive from the Lord. It has to start as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. And, and, and what does that mean? I think first and foremost, we mentioned this last, last episode is there's an understanding of, of, of Genesis 15, one, where God is my reward, not what God can give me, not, not what I might, you know, benefit from him. He himself is my reward. And when I tap into that reality, then I begin to understand this love that he has for me. And, 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 and that, that really kind of breeds everything else out from it, you know, but, but if I'm not that person in, in, in Psalm, in in Psalm one, if, if I'm not the person who's meditating on the Lord, meditating on the word of the Lord day and night, right? If, if, if I'm not that 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 drive isn't there to really pursue God, then number one, I won't be well watered. I won't be a, a, a tree that's planted by the by, by the river being drawing nutrients and water from it. And and I won't have the complete reward that God has given me that's found mm-hmm. in the relationship with him. You know, when when I'm when I'm crying out to God, that that reward of I'm here, I hear you. I'm listening to you. Right. There, there is something to the human soul that that does, Keith, that gives you an assurance that no matter what happens, I got my God with me. But that only comes, that's not something that comes outside of personal pursuit. It's not right. It's not something that's invested into you by, by being around Christianity or being around the things of the church. It's an intentional pursuit, which God says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Yes. That is a promise. Yes. You know, you, you talk about the pursuit of God. How many of us are pursuing? We're looking for something in a career. We're looking for something in a hobby. We're looking for something in some sort of a pursuit, in a relationship even. We're saying, hey, I will be fulfilled. I will be happy. I will have purpose if I achieve these things. And what you're saying is God is the reward. Yes. God is the real reward. For Abraham, it wasn't about the promised land. It wasn't about his flocks increasing. It wasn't about a, a legacy that he was leaving. God was saying, I'm going to give you all these things, but the main thing I'm going to give you, the first thing I'm going to give you, the best thing I'm going to give you is of myself. Mm. And are, is, is that desirable to you? You know, just like Joshua said, is that desirable to me? Is that something I want? Well, David in Psalm 1, he had gotten to that place where it was desirable. He would write, and he's talking about himself, blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, 
stands in the way of the sinners or sits in the seat of the scoffers, but has delight in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. You see what happens? This guy puts the Lord first, the pursuit of God first, and in that pursuit of God, God says, now I will cause you to prosper. I will cause you to be fruitful. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom of God and all the things, all the practical things, the, 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 the food, the shelter, the clothing, the career path, the marriage, the family, all of these things that we worry about. He says, seek the kingdom first, seek God first, and he will add these things to your life. He will cause you to prosper. He says, you're planted and then comes the fruit. Yes. You, you can't you can't have the fruit of God if you're not planted in the Lord. That that's just not you're you're, you're going to what's going to happen Keith if you do that is you're going to play the Christian game. You're going to you're going to go to church, you're going to expect your church attendance and your church affiliation and your fellowship with the saints. You're going to accept that to be you're going to you're going to basically accept that to be the source of what bears the fruit. Right. And and that is not and what it does is it leads to a life of frustration and you ultimately have this deep seated emptiness and then you can't put your finger on it because you're saying but I'm doing all the things and you're failing to realize if you're not planted in the Lord mm. and that stuff isn't the byproduct of you being planted it's you then at that point God's not your reward you're just you're just sufficient you're you're, you're just happy with playing around with the with the with the you know the withering fruit of a, of a dead faith that's mm-hmm. not planted in the vibrancy of God's of God's soil right. and, and and if it is planted the first thing that you're going to find is that there is an unbreakable undying connection between you and the creator of the universe that's he right. just he just saturates your soul and as you said then the fruit comes after that well and it's it's a there's a visual reminder here in Utah uh, Utah actually made international news a little over a month ago during the spring storms because uh, homes in 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 where I live in West Jordan area, kind of on the west side of Salt Lake Valley, and homes in Eagle Mountain where you live, kind of on the west side of Utah Valley, uh, they experienced such high winds that all of the tumbleweeds <laughs> were gathering on houses. Like there are pictures of tumbleweeds stacked as high as as the second story, just up against the houses. And and I think I think of that as a Christian. Are you a Christian tumbleweed? Or <laughs> are you a tree planted? Are you are you rooted deep? Are you drawing from that the the resource of your relationship with God? And are you growing fruit? You know, that that is that is the the very you know, real contrast, a very practical contrast. You know, are you just driven and tossed by the winds, as Jane would say in, in chapter one, or are you rooted deep? You know, think of the tumble look it up. You know, look it up on the internet, look at, you know, tumbleweeds, you know, Utah. Uh, hmm. again, it made international news, these houses just stacked high with piles <laughs> and, you know, public works coming out and, and pulling them off of people's houses. It was it was kind of humorous, you know, saying, oh, wow, Utah made international <laughs> news for our tumbleweeds. <laughs> Let me give you an example of what we just talked about, Keith. In Philippians chapter 3, um, Paul says this. It says, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law, a Pharisee as to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to the righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss 
because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Oh, boy. Man, I'll tell you, you're talking about a guy who had all of the fruits of godliness that you would think would be consistent with a vibrant and lively faith, only to have this man say in acknowledgement of those fruits, I counted as all as loss so I could know Christ. That is a that is a man who has who has transformed from this from this position of outward let's pursue God and have the fruit to I need to know God personally. I need to know Christ and that would change his life, right? That would be the things that would open his eyes and he would now see life completely different. Literally, he would be his his transformation, Keith. If you look at the life of Saul, his transformation was marked by blindness I mean, practically blindness and then an opening of his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, when that man laid hands on him, his vision was very different after that mm. point. You know, God, God blinded him, opened his eyes, and now he saw things different and he, he wanted to know Christ. And I right. think that is, that's the key. I want to know Jesus. Yeah. Paul, as he's writing Philippians, he's actually writing from jail. And here's a man who had a very impressive resume on a secular level on an academic level, on a religious level. And of course here, as Pastor Steve has just read, he, he lets everybody know what that was, but he had all of that taken away. He's sitting in a prison, uh, in a prison, uh, chained to a Roman guard uh, under house arrest, I think is what the context was actually. But he is not free and he's found freedom. What is that freedom? Mm. That all of these things that I've gained are nothing compared to just knowing Christ. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So knowing Christ, the pursuit of God, you know, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for me? Like Paul, can we say all of these things I've accomplished are worth nothing to me compared to knowing Christ? Can we say that? Or do we need, like Paul had, a prison experience? We need we need a jail sentence. And maybe not practically, but maybe the Lord is wanting to say, hey, what do I have to do? And he will do whatever it takes. But what do I have to do to get you to that place where you realize this truth that only God can satisfy. Only God can really meet the needs, can only fulfill the drives that we have in our life. To be like Abraham, uh, learning to accept what God said, hey, I am the reward. You know, there's that really dumb saying, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Yeah, journey's fun. That's cool. But you know what? What are you on a journey for? Hmm. Are you actually in pursuit of God? Is he your reward? Is he the end goal? What are you looking for? Pastor Steve, what are some of the ways that this looks for us in our pursuit of God? What what changes in our habits and our priorities and our investments towards knowing God more? Well, I'll tell you one of the things, Keith, is, and I, I learned this early on when I was walking with the Lord, is, you know, we talked about in the last couple of episodes being vulnerable to our spouses, right? Mm-hmm. And and being open and being honest. And and one of the things that I have found that really kind of lights my 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 spiritual flame, if you will, is when I'm alone with the Lord, I'm honest with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not I'm not going through these rote 
prayers and, and kind of, you know, I mean, God knows me. Right. And so when I'm upset, I'm just, I'm saying, Lord, I'm upset right now. And, and, and please forgive me. I'm just talking to you here, but, but I mean, it's real. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm angry and, and frankly, God, I'm, I'm upset that, that things are being handled the way they're being handled. And, and I'm not trusting you and I'm sorry for not trusting you. You're going to have to take me by the hand and lead me there, Lord, because it's really hard for me. I mean, it's that type of vulnerability and openness to the Lord, because it's not like God sitting back and going, I can't believe you said that, Steve. My feelings are so hurt. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like what he said in the garden when they had sinned. Where are you? You know, he, he knew where they were. Right. You know, do you know where you're at? Do, do you know what just happened? Do you right. understand your predicament? And, mm. and I think God says the same thing to us, Keith. It's like, it's like, you know, when you come to me and I'm your reward, you guys, he's a person. He's not this figment of imagination. He's as, he's as real as you and I sitting in this room, just, just invisible with invisible attributes, but he's a, he, he can be related to. And right. so I'm just real with God. I just say, Lord, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm upset or God, thank you so much. You never had to do any of that, you know? And so I think when God's your reward, first and foremost, there's an openness and an, and an, mm-hmm. and a vulnerability to him. And you're okay with that rather than, right. rather than connecting some weird official prayers like, Oh, I thank thee, our Lord, that you're not. It's like, well, who God's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I speak your language, man. I, I speak your bonics. If that's the way you talk, talk. I don't, right. I just need your heart is what I'm that's looking right. at. And I think that's where I start is, I'm is my you, heart. I'm glad you bring it up because I learned that from my wife. My wife, is a no nonsense, very direct person, and when we first came to uh, came to get to know each other, she was fairly new Christian. She got saved when she was fifteen, and or sixteen actually, um, and and she was just praying from her heart, you know, and and she didn't have her dad in the picture, and just kind of a very broken situation growing up, and she had learned to talk to God exactly like you were talking, like in her language, in her everyday language. And I remember learning from her that I could drop the spiritual talk. I could drop the these and the thous and the formal prayers. You know, I could do, and I could just be real with God. And God is looking for reality. He's looking for honesty. I think that's the word that we're trying to trying mm-hmm. to, to drive home right here. There's an honesty that we can have with God that we can't have with any other person. And when we can find that security, hey, God, I can pour out my heart to you. I can be honest with you like David was throughout the Psalms. I can pour out my heart to you, and I know that you understand. You will not reject me. You know, then I stop looking for that in other people, right? I stop looking for Steve to understand Keith. I stop looking for my wife to understand me. You know, I start to look for God to to understand me, to accept me, and then to provide whatever it is I actually need. Because oftentimes we come to the Lord and say, God, I'm so mad. I wish that person would just, you know, change their ways. And and what yeah. God's saying is, okay, now that you got that on the table, I got some work on your heart to do. That's right. And I'll say this. Once you start there, you know, personal pursuit of God just isn't me sitting and saying, okay, I'm honest with God. It's, you know, it's a pursuit, right? And And that means now I need to press forward to the things which God has called me to, right? What he has called me to in my marriage. I can sit, like we talked about in the other episodes, I can acknowledge the problems that might exist in my, in my, in my kids or in my wife or, you know, whatever. But at some point, the acknowledgement and honesty, even of my own failures, Keith, God, I'm sorry, I, I, please forgive me. I blew it. I did this. Okay, fine. But now there's an upward call of God that we are called in Philippians three to set the, the things behind us, behind us and press forward to that call that God has for us in Mm. Christ Jesus. 
Meaning there is some action. You you can't just say, God, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Okay, now get up and move. Now, now get up and pursue what's right and righteous. And if your marriage is broken, find out where it's broken and now step forward to fix it. If you haven't been parenting the way you should, find out what the problem is from other people that are a couple miles down the road from you in that area. Mm-hmm. And now step forward and press forward to the call that God has. You can't just acknowledge it. That's not a pursuit of God. It begins with an acknowledgement that God's right. my reward, but then it's then it really, it, it, it's performed by saying, God, move me, get me out of this place and right. get me to the place you want me to be that's that's the that, that's the 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 maturity and the completion of the pursuit of god moving from one place to another i think a lot of people listening might be saying well what about the bible reading plans what about the daily devotions what about those things i, I just want to say this we're not setting those things aside or saying they're Correct. unimportant but oftentimes we replace desire with devotions a lot of times the 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 pursuit of god is just uh, you know daily prayer time you know, those are not unimportant, but I think it needs to be the other way around. You know, the, yes. the pursuit, the passion, the desire, this longing in our heart to be satisfied by something bigger than ourselves has to be directed towards God. And then based on how we're wired, uh, he will He will re, uh, reprioritize our yes. habits. For some, they've got to read the Bible five chapters a day. That's right. For others, you need to be meditating on his word throughout the day. For, for all, it's different for all of us, but don't replace desire with devotion. Yes, yes, he won't listen. Those things won't won't necessarily connect a person to God. It's yes. first you have a passion and a love and a desire, and then God does speak to you through those avenues. Absolutely, He reveals Himself through His Word mm-hmm. and through prayer. But if you just think by going through the rote, just going through these motions of, well, I'm going to read because that's where God is found. No, God is found personally. Yes. Right, he's found personally, and then he reveals himself and the full and, and and the full character of himself through Scripture. Absolutely, but if if you're just checking off of a list to kind of go through these things, you, you're really not desiring God, and don't expect mm. that you're going to get what God wants. God doesn't want God doesn't want an intellectual, simply an intellectual relationship with you. Like, oh, I exist, and here's how you know. He wants a personal relationship right. with you, a deep emotional relationship where you know there's an expression of his will to you through the word of god but he's got a heart that's the conduit through which he can channel those things yes it's it's hebrews 11 6 that says that god is uh that to come to god in faith we must first believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him this goes back to what you're saying about abraham that god is the reward he's the end goal Yes, you will find him in the scriptures. Yes, you will find him in prayer time. But seek him first, yes. personally, that relation. Lord, give me a desire for you. Lord, make me want to seek you in a mm. way that that only you will satisfy. So when I come to the word of God, I come with expectation. When I come in prayer, I come in hope. You know, mm. when I come in, into the gathering of believers, I'm expecting to to encounter that same tangible experience of God on every level as as those with us. So... So, yes, read the Bible. Get on a good devotional plan. You know, those things are helpful, but don't lose sight of the pursuit of God. Don't let don't don't miss out on experiencing him and growing in him. Well, this is about all the time that we have for today's episode of Shout of Great Shouts of Grace Radio. It is our hope, Pastor Steve and I both just want to encourage you, seek God, pursue God, let him order your priorities. He will produce fruit in your life. 
but invest yourself in him and watch what he does in you. Pastor Amen. Steve, it's been fun. It's been cool. What a great, what a great few, few uh, things. Order your priorities well. Yes, yes. And we look forward to being with you all next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.